It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's a new day and it's time for change with the Washington Commanders. So on today's episode, we're going to offer our pitches to fix the franchise today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to issue a big thank you, shout out, and welcome to our everydayers. Those of you who make us your first listen every single day, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, uh, time to take command of this longing franchise and lay out our own blueprints for what this turnaround is going to look like. I think this was my favorite one. Really? Yeah. It's just Washington is exciting for me because we instantly look at everything differently because of the ownership change. And it's no longer this deal where you're settling for scraps. You know, it's it's not an attractive place to go. It is because you do have this unlimited resource owner and you have so much opportunity when it comes to cap space and draft capital to build this thing. And so that made this really fun for me as opposed to like we did the chargers, you know, we double dip today and the chargers were fun, but it was tight. We had to make some hard decisions. I don't think the decisions are hard with Washington. It's fun. It's all about building and we got a blank slate. Yeah. yeah so I know when we, when we kind of entered the chargers, we talked about you want to build, but you almost have to build with a sense of urgency. That was one of the lines from my uh, my pitch uh, to proverbial ownership there with the Chargers. I think you're playing with house money in Washington because what are you going to do? You're going to make the fan base mad. They <laughs> they've been mad for 25 yeah. years. Like there yeah. there's there's like there there's a freeing element of zero expectations, mm-hmm. and I think that's what these fans unfortunately have uh, kind of been bred to expect because of what the Snyder ownership era looked like. So it might not get really better right away, but I think this first step is, I agree with you. It's really exciting that there's the blank slate element of it that you can really make it whatever you want it to look like. And how about the NFC East and the the landscape there? I mean, it feels like the Eagles are crumbling. The giants feels like they're going to take some time. And it's a pressure moment for Dallas. And we know what happens to Dallas under pressure. So, like, you got to feel pretty good here to be able to maybe get ahead of this next evolution of how these teams are. 
because you are in this position. I think they're in, in a very advantageous position when it comes to that a- NFC East landscape. I'm glad you mentioned them Cowboys because there may or may not be some transplants coming Ooh. to the nation's capital from the heart of Texas in my proposal. Uh, what's funny is I have a, another team where I have a lot of transplants coming, but it's not Dallas. So <laughs> the fun part about this is, and for those of you who may be just catching this one, we've done a couple already, mm-hmm. is Kyle and I are doing individual pitches. And I have no idea what Kyle has cooked up. He has no idea what I have cooked up. And so we've done that already, and we're just coming together to record the introduction. We're going to put the podcast together. And um, we could have some very different approaches here. And um, I'm pretty eager to see what you have because I, I candidly I don't have a lot of Dallas uh coming to to Washington. Yeah. Um so I, I don't know what the what was like the one thing because it's blank slate and we we have our our pitches set ahead of time. What was like the one thing that was really important for you to get with your pitch for Washington? Oh, the direction at quarterback. We have the number 2 pick. Yeah. So like that was big for me. Um, and collaborating with our new head coach on, on how to get that done and feeling good about, you know, maybe the the number one pick might be a quarterback, but I, I feel like we're going to be okay because I think there's more than one option that really would fit what we want to get done. For me, it was, I wanted some experience with kind of my leadership group. And then you have Adam Peterson or Adam Peters, established there is the the GM that's coming over from uh, what it was Denver before his time in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, so him coming over. So because it was, you have foundational formative years, it was experience was more important for me than maybe uh, the buzzy, hot, young names. Mm-hmm. So that was something for me as I really sat down. I'm like, look, if they're going to get this right, what do I think it's critical that they have? And I felt it was that. Sounds like we might have some very different pitches for the people to consider. My pitch to fix the commanders is coming up here in just a moment later in today's episode. You'll hear from Kyle Krabs. So be sure to stick with us. But folks, you got to check out prize picks. Prize picks is the easiest, most fun, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. The format is awesome. It's just you against the numbers. It's not you against thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. It's just you against numbers. Here's what you do. You select two or more players. You pick more or less on their projected stats, and you place your entry. It doesn't take long. Picks can be made in under a minute. And then when you win, the withdrawals are super, super quick. We got hockey going on. We got basketball. We still got the NFL playoffs. And what's fun about prize picks is you can layer together you know, stat projections from all these different sports to really put together the entry that you love. So check it out. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Mr. Harris, it's an honor to be here today to talk to you about what I think needs to happen with the future of the Washington Commanders. And let me start by saying this. I'm glad you're here because you and your presence and you being the owner of this football team is going to allow things to be different. Pride has been restored to what Washington football can be now that you are our owner. And it's a different day. And we don't have to go through the same cycles of the past. This is now an attractive franchise to bring in big-time talent, whether that's coaching or players. And the first thing we got to do is figure out our head coach. And we are going to go get us the number one candidate on the market, and that is Detroit Lions offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. We don't have to settle for retreads. We don't have to settle for anything. We have the resources. We have the future and the opportunity here in Washington to get the premier name out there. We're going to get Ben Johnson. And what excites me about Ben Johnson is the style of offense that he runs. Knows how to run the football, knows how to set up the play action game and push the ball vertically. And what he has been able to do with the Detroit Lions is incredible. And I look forward to him coming to Washington and replicating that success and taking it to another step. Now, obviously, the first thing that we got to get done is figure out our quarterback. And we have the number two pick in the draft. And we're going to figure it out right there with that second pick. And so we're going to collaborate with Ben Johnson. And we're going to figure out between Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels, which quarterback's going to be the right one for us in terms of a franchise fit and who fits best what Ben Johnson likes to do offensively. And there's three great options. And I think we're going to be able to get ourselves a guy to really build this team moving forward at quarterback with a premier dynamic young talent. It's been a long time since we've had this opportunity. We're going to take full advantage and get us one of these premier young quarterbacks to go with our dynamic offensive mind at head coach. Now, from there, it's just about building. We need to build this roster. And the good news is we have a lot of opportunities to do that through the draft and through our cap flexibility. We're entering the offseason with $62 million in cap space, and we can push that all the way to $120 million in restructures. So here's what I'm proposing to create some more cap space in addition to the $62 million that already exists according to overthecap.com. We're going to restructure three players, three players that I want to be here for a long time. Terry McLaurin at wide receiver, Deron Payne, and John Allen at defensive tackle. We do those restructures. We free up $7.8 million from McLaurin, $9.7 from Payne, $7.3 from John Allen. And so you add that to our $62 million in cap space. We are entering this offseason with $86.8 million in cap space with an exciting new young head coach. And with new ownership, we should be a very attractive place for free agents to come and be part of something special that we're going to build here in Washington. Now, when I look at our expiring contracts, there's three that really stand out to me as players I want to bring back, and then I am not sweating about any of the rest of our expiring contract. We are going to reset and really build this roster in our own image, and we don't have to cling to any of the players that Ron Rivera can't, you know, brought in to be part of this team. So the three contracts that I'm interested in, in extending, Cameron Curl, exciting young safety. He's going to be a key part of our defense for a long time. Kendall Fuller at corner. He's 28 years old, and I'm not anticipating a, a long-term deal here, but a, maybe a two-year, 
extension here to have a veteran corner to go with some of the young talent that we have in this secondary, uh, like a Jatavius Martin, like an Emmanuel Forbes. But I want to have Kendall Fuller around. I think he's very quietly been a good player for us, despite some some criticisms out there. And then Jeremy Reeves, uh, safety, depth player, special teams. I know that he missed a bunch of time this past year, but we know what he can be in terms of special teams. And we need those glue guys to stick around. So my priorities for extensions on expiring contracts are Cameron Curl, Jeremy Reeves, and Kendall Fuller. When it comes to handing out extensions to players that are currently on the roster, uh, Sam Cosme is the guy I want to get taken care of. We need building blocks for this offensive line, young building blocks, and Sam Cosme has identified himself as clearly that type of player at the right guard position. We found the right spot for him. He's a player we drafted. Let's keep him around, and let's do that right away. I think that's the right type of message that we can send to this locker room in terms of this is a player that we drafted, that's developed, that's done what we've asked, and now you get to stick around, even though you know the new regime wasn't the regime that brought you in here. Because we're going to need some of that, that talent, that existing talent, to stick around and be part of the answer moving forward as we continue to build. We got a fifth-year option decision with Jamin Davis. That'll cost us $13.3 million hard against the cap in 2025. I like the year-over-year growth for Jamin Davis, but I'm not suggesting that we pick this up. Let's let this season play out, and if he works for our new defense, we could talk about an extension after the season, but I don't want to lock myself in for $13 million in 2025 without seeing him under our new defensive structure. All right, so we have a lot of needs, right? Like, obviously, with the expiring contracts, the lack of talent already on the roster, we need to build this thing up. And so I want to take a position-by-position look at options for us in the draft and in free agency to add. And again, we have tons of cap space. We should be able to get what we want done here. And so at quarterback, it's all about the number two pick. Again, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. We're going to work with Ben Johnson to figure out who that right quarterback is. At running back, I like what we have in Brian Johnson, but we need a compliment. When you think about Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions, David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs. We need our Jameer Gibbs, right? We have our David Montgomery and Brian Robinson. Now we need that complimentary player. Let's make a run at Austin Eckler. Not a, you know, he's an aging running back, but as a pass catcher that provides that complimentary skill set, I think he'd be perfect to give us a veteran here in the backfield along with our, our new young quarterback to be able to involve Eckler in the passing game and complement what I think is a good player in Brian Robinson. A wide receiver, like what we have in Terry McLaurin, obviously. I think Jahan Dotson is a lot better than the player we saw this past season, but I still want to add here. Looking at free agency, a guy like Josh Reynolds, who was a high-volume snap player for Ben Johnson with the Detroit Lions, getting him over here as kind of that number three guy would be helpful. I'm also interested in a guy like Noah Brown, height, weight, speed guy down the field. You know, you think Ben Johnson, vertical passing offense. I think that he could be a nice addition here. We saw him flash with the Cowboys and then had a nice season with the Texans. And then even a guy like Gabe Davis from the Buffalo Bills to give us some size and ball skills down the field to go with what we have in McLaurin and Dotson. At tight end, you know, we'll stick with Logan Thomas, but we're not going to count on Logan Thomas. The injuries there have just been too significant. And we're going to target either Hunter Henry or Noah Fant in free agency. Obviously, we saw what Ben Johnson did with a guy like Sam Laporta this year with the Detroit Lions. And so I want to make sure that he has a, a nice tight end that he can feature in this offense to go with what, we, what we're going to build at wide receiver and running back. When it comes to our offensive tackle position, Charles Leno and Andrew Wiley are returning starters. I definitely want to add here. 
you know, looking at some veterans out there in free agency, a guy like Michael and Wayne, from the new England Patriots, Trent Brown from the new England Patriots. Both of those guys are attractive veterans that I'd be interested in adding to the mix, but also this is a very, very deep draft when it comes to the offensive line and whether it's pick 36 or pick 40, I want to prioritize an offensive line investment with those picks. So we're going to take a quarterback at two and then either at 36 or 40, we're going to get ourselves an option at offensive line to give us another young building block for that front five. But I also want to make sure that we have some veterans when it comes to the interior offensive line, Nick Gates, serviceable center, like what we have in Sam Cosme. I want to get this left guard spot figured out. Got a couple of players that know Ben Johnson from their time in Detroit and Graham Glasgow and Jonah Jackson. I'd certainly be interested in one of them. And then there's some young expiring contracts out there in Kevin Dotson from the Rams, Damian Lewis from the Seahawks, Robert Hunt from the Dolphins. I want to make sure I get one of those guys to really fortify that left guard spot and um, solidify this offensive line. We want to make sure that this young quarterback is going to have the front five in front of them to be successful. And we know that Ben Johnson certainly enjoyed a great offensive line with the Detroit Lions. So building that up is going to be important for us. At defensive end, obviously, we have glaring needs. We traded away Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat. So we need to find some reinforcements here. And so I want to be heavily in on the big-name pass rushers. Daniil Hunter, Josh Allen, Brian Burns. Let's get one of those at least. And then let's add even more. guys. Some of these young players like a Jonathan Grenard. Bryce Huff, Andrew Van Ginkle. Let's get one of those. Even some of the veterans out there, like a Jadavian Clowney, a Leonard Floyd. You know, those types of players on a one-year deal. Let's get that. Let's restore this edge-rushing situation, and let's be very, very aggressive to go get one of these big-name pass rushers. At defensive tackle, we're rolling with Allen and Payne. Fine Mathis is a death player. You know, we got some, we got some young players there that we can continue to develop and even add a, a mid-to-late-round pick at defensive tackle, but this is still about John Allen and Deron Payne. Linebacker, we have Jamin Davis, but we need a running mate there. We're going to be very aggressive to go after a guy like Patrick Queen from the Ravens. Maybe a Drew Tranquil, who's been a, a nice player for the last couple of years with the Chargers and Chiefs. Willie Gay from the Chiefs. Frankie Louvu from the Panthers. We want to get a veteran to go with Jamin Davis on the second level. And then at corner, I want to add here. We've got Kendall Fuller, got Emmanuel Forbes, but I want to be very aggressive. If we get a chance to pursue a guy like Legarius Sneed from the Chiefs, Jalen Johnson from the Bears, Let's go hard and get that type of player. And if not, we can get into Dory Jackson, veteran. We can use one of our early picks there. I think when I look at picks 236, 40, and 67, I'm thinking quarterback, offensive tackle, and corner to really solidify and get us some young, dynamic players. We're, we're loaded with early draft picks. Let's, let's use them on players that can come in and really help our football team. And then at safety, I love what we have in Derek Forrest and Cameron Curl. So it's just a matter of depth there. I kind of like our depth, so that's not going to be a high priority to us. And obviously, we'll see what we can do with a guy like Jatavius Martin as a versatile slot uh, safety type option and really try to develop him. So it's a new day in Washington, and I'm excited. I'm excited for Josh Harris. I'm excited for Ben Johnson. I'm excited for the resources that we have to build this roster and move it forward. And it's time for us to be relevant again in the NFC East. You know, Philadelphia Eagles, they're, they're spiraling. The Dallas Cowboys. The pressure's there, and we know what happens with the Cowboys under pressure. They, they fold. So let's go. Let's rally. Let's get our young quarterback, and let's become the new kings of the NFC East. It's a new day in Washington, and this is the vision for us to become one of the best teams in the NFL once again. All right, in just a moment, folks, you're going to hear from Kyle Krabs. He's going to deliver his plan and his pitch to fix the Washington Commanders, so be sure to stick with us. 
passion, drive, and patience. What brings you home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is a great time to take command of this once proud Washington franchise. And Mr. Harris, it's a pleasure to sit down and speak with you as you get ready to bring Washington into a new era of football. And I think you've already made a first excellent decision because you've hired Adam Peters to serve as your general manager. And Adam Peters has formative experience in the front office with two championship programs in the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. And those relationships brought him to San Francisco to serve as a key member of their front office underneath John Lynch and above Kyle Shanahan in football operations. But those formative years in San Francisco are really what I want to focus on because the first two years in San Francisco with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan The 49ers won 10 games. There was no immediate fruit bore. And I think Washington should bring the same approach and understanding. And you're seeing the Detroit Lions reap the benefits of that exact same thing here in their third year with their collection of a new brain trust. With no pressure and no clock, internal or external, you can allow this to develop properly without the infighting that comes when people feel pressure for their jobs. So Adam Peters has that understanding from San Francisco. I think it will be very helpful uh, for this organization to adopt the same mentality. Now, with that said, you already have a plethora of cap space. Let's spend in the right places. But let's also not waste dollars for no reason. The next step is identifying a head coach and a coaching staff. And I think the balance between Adam Peters and the experience of a head coach would be a pairing that makes a lot of sense. As I look at the candidates that are available, I think there's one in particular who really makes sense, and it is the uh, major connection that Adam Peters' head coach in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan, has with one of the candidates. Because Kyle Shanahan was this man's offensive coordinator in Atlanta, talking about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, of course, posted a winning record during his tenure with the Atlanta Falcons and included a trip to the Super Bowl, a Super Bowl that that team should have won. Dan Quinn would be an experienced head coach stepping in with 
uh, the ability to understand the mistakes of what his franchise made the first time around in Atlanta, but also the connections needed to bring a quality staff to help build with young players a potential championship program. I know there's a lot of buzz for the hot names on the market and the sexy offensive coordinators to bring in. But with such a foundation needed to be laid, the experience of Dan Quinn and his connections to bring Kellen Moore to be his offensive coordinator, uh, though that pairing saw Kellen Moore in Dallas post several top five offenses in the league once they had the talent. And of course, he goes to the Chargers. Their wide receiver room falls apart. Justin Herbert gets hurt. The offensive line underperforms. There is no running game to speak of after the first week of the season. Nobody's having success in those conditions. Kellen Moore's resume in Dallas speaks for itself. And he and Dan Quinn were critical coordinators for the Cowboys with their success in their recent run. You're also bringing players and coaches in who are very familiar with one of your divisional rivals. And that familiarity can be very helpful to laying the blueprint to defeating those teams. So my coaching staff would be comprised of Dan Quinn as your head coach and defensive play caller, and Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. Them and their experiences working with Adam Peters gives us a nice blend of balance, of experience, talent, and scheme. We mentioned not wasting dollars for no reason. There's two players in particular that I'm interested in potentially moving on from, including one who you may have a market for to trade. I'm interested in moving on from Logan Thomas, tight end. That can save you $6.5 million against the cap in addition to what is already a healthy, healthy amount of salary cap space. And I'd be interested in seeing if there was any market for Charles Leno Jr., the offensive tackle. He's currently on the books for $15.5 million in cap space as a 33-year-old veteran in 2024. Uh, His cash owed would be $11 million for any team that acquires his services via trade. I think with the newness of everything coming in, I'd be particularly interested in seeing what kind of assets you're available to have there. That's not necessarily a player I would move on from for nothing, but that is a player that would get dangled out uh, in my mind to see if you could potentially add to your six picks in the first three rounds of the NFL draft, which is an exciting foundation. Uh, Six six picks in the first three rounds and the first pick, second pick of the fourth round, uh, which is an exciting foundation for us to get to in just a moment. I'm not interested in maximizing the salary cap space, however, by restructuring everyone. I don't think you need to restructure more. There's no reason you, you have, you, you could make these several handful of moves and get into the 70s or 80s in million dollars of cap space. You couldn't possibly spend all of that cap space in year one if you tried. And as this team builds and becomes more competitive, I think the future cap space will be even more valuable to this franchise. So I'm not max restructuring uh, your other vet players that are going to be here, like Deron Payne with a $15 million salary or John Allen with a $14 million salary or Terry McLaurin with a $15 million salary. It doesn't feel necessary to do. We have the operating cost and space that we need. One area that I'm looking uh, externally is I'm interested in bringing in a marquee pass rusher. Obviously, this team made their decision with the uh, prior group to trade both Josh Sweat 
and Chase Young at the trade deadline. And that is how this team came into some of this surplus of draft capital that we are going to reap the benefits of in just a few months. But if you look at this year's NFL draft class, there's not a lot of appealing early pass rushers on the board. This is the area where if we're going to bring in a big name and spend some dollars to help build, you can find a second contract pass rusher that you could pay a market contract to with the understanding that this is going to be a foundational piece. And you know, based off their NFL resume, as compared to Montez Sweat, who was a good player, a very good player. But are the dollars justified? Or Chase Young, who was a top five pick and didn't live up to that potential after his rookie season. You know you're getting a marquee player, a name like Josh Allen from the Jacksonville Jaguars, a name like Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. If any of these star pass rushers shake free, I'm prepared to give a a market contract to in order to provide a defensive cornerstone at the marquee position on that side of the ball. You have a really good interior defensive front. You got some young players, including an expiring contract in Cameron Curl that I would like to have back. You have a special teams player in Jeremy Reeves, who's another defensive back you'd like to have back. You have some young players in Quan Martin and Emmanuel Forbes who need development and time. But the pass rush room needs some attention and it, it needs a foundational piece. I'd like to bring back F.A. Obata as well. It's been a nice rotational guy for a couple years for Washington. But that can't be your answer. So I'm looking at Cameron Curl, F.A. Obata, Jeremy Reeves. These are my priorities in-house to bring back. I'm looking for a star pass rusher to shake free onto the open market, and I'm not phased by the dollars because that's my cornerstone player on the defensive front that I want to bring into the fray. Which brings us to your draft picks. Uh, Your needs, you're going to draft a quarterback with your first selection with the second overall pick. I do my homework on all of them. My personal preference in pecking order would probably be Caleb Williams and then Drake May and then Jaden Davis. I think Drake May certainly has some overlap from his arm and his athleticism with what Kellen Moore has had success with in Dallas with Dak Prescott, what they were hoping to see him maximize in L.A. with the Chargers, with Justin Herbert. There's connections and and parallels between those skill sets that make a lot of sense. I'm drafting offensive linemen out the nose. You've got early draft selections This is as deep of an offensive tackle class as you are going to find. If you find a run is happening, let's not be afraid to get aggressive and go up and get an offensive tackle to make sure we are securing a starter. But then even your interior offensive line with your other day two picks, you should get another starter on the interior offensive line. I think Sam Cosme is really the only asset we need to be married to on the offensive line. We'd like Ricky Stromberg to work out. That was a third round selection last year. But good doesn't prevent you from acquiring great. And if there's a top center on the board, don't be afraid to draft him either. Let's get the foundation of this offense right because when Kellen Moore's offense was good in Dallas, you know what it had? A star-studded offensive line with a ton of talent. As I'm looking across the rest of the uh, needs uh, for the chart or for for the commanders, I, I think I'm probably of the mind that after I get my quarterback and 
after my focus on the offensive line, just draft good players. Don't be afraid to take some risks. If guys slide because of injury concerns, uh, once you get into day three, I think that's an appropriate risk to take that, that first pick in the fourth round. You're going to have a chance to potentially get a really good player. Uh, the third day of the draft appears to be a little more whittled down, so you do have some surplus uh, capital on at your disposal if you want to move up and be aggressive. Uh, you have fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks. I'm not clinging to those. I want to get my money's worth with these top 100 selections. I'm not trading away future picks, however. Uh, so we're going to let the board try to fall to us, but we want to invest in the areas that are going to serve as the identity of this franchise moving forward in year one, and then let them grow together. And doing that with an experienced coaching staff, I think is the right balance to strike. That is going to do it for me and my presentation on the Washington Commanders. I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Let us know in the comments whose pitch you preferred between Joe Marino's and mine. We look forward to bringing some more of these to you all again tomorrow. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Locked On NFL Scouting. Make it a great rest of your day. We're out of here. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.